Well, I had forgotten to look for the Ted DiBiase variant Legends figure that I have. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. You don't have your DiBiase Legends figure like near the top of a pile in your room. You've bought so many figures since then, it's gotten buried? Yeah. Wow. On this episode of Hoarders. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. He's got his younger brother. It's gonna be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Ain't so separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 285 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, it's been a while since we recorded. A while. A while. Cool yes. whip. <laughs> cool whip. Yes, it has been a while. Uh, what, about a week and a half, right? Because we recorded the Saturday before I left for Vegas. So, yeah, it's good to, to be back on. A lot has happened over the last week and a half. So I'm excited to, to jump into the news and talk current stuff, current events, all this cool stuff happening in the world of wrestling figures. And uh, aside from that, Miami Cola today... And it's literally doing nothing. I am fading fast. I, I was talking to you kind of earlier before we started recording that, dude, a week off. Wow. I get out of work shape real easy. It's only Thursday and I'm going to be like stumbling into the finish line. That is Friday. Like I, I had such a good time last week. It was relaxing. It was exciting. It was fun. The kids had a blast. Uh, the drive wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Shannon, the beast driver that she is. Had it mostly pegged at 86 the whole way there, the whole way back. So it was roughly on average about seven and a half hours per way. So there and back. So not too bad. We made about three stops there, three stops back. Kids didn't seem to mind being cramped in the back too much because Vegas was just a lot of fun. So happy to be back, but also really kind of tired and excited we got a three-day weekend. So happy 4th of July, everybody. I'm glad Shannon didn't kick it up to 88 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you what. I would have gone straight back to 85. <laughs> You're all, I will take a USS flag. Exactly. Let me get the, me get the LJN ring. I'm going to go clear out every single Target. Yep. Or, or actually, I don't even know if Target was around back then. I'm going to clear out every Toys R Us. <laughs> Just to walk into a Toys R Us again. And then you're going to be going into best. You're going to be like, I need these tag team packs. These are going to be worth some big money. Um, yep. And Jeff better not open these or I will kill him. <laughs> I will I will literally break both of his hands and his tail. This is my retirement plan. I'm not even thinking about retirement, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 11. But damn it. I already want to retire. But it was good, man. We, uh, we had a good trip. As I said, uh, we met with Jason. Well, I, I got to Vegas. Wanting to do two things. First and foremost, eat a fat burger on the strip. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to put a check mark next to that box. Second, meet up with Jason Wolf. Got to put a check mark next to that box too because Shan and the kids and I went to, now I'm hoping I'm not pronouncing this wrong. I think it's Rira 
or Ryra, which is an Irish pub inside of the Mandalay Bay. Technically, it's not inside of Mandalay Bay. There's like a mall that's attached to Mandalay Bay. So you kind of exit the casino, go upstairs, and it's a few shops down. And it's an Irish pub. Excellent food. Excellent drink. It's where we will be hosting the Drunk Wrestling History meetup right after SummerSlam. So come hang out, have a drink, uh, have a whiskey, have a cider, have a beer, whatever uh, floats your boat. Have a Guinness at the Irish pub, but it's Rira, R-I-R-A. And we hung out with Jason for, gosh, three, maybe four hours and just totally caught up. And he was chatting with the kids and him and Shannon were talking about Zach Baggins mystery place. And they, Shannon and Alana actually got sold on it by Jason and they ended up going there the next day. Um, but had a great time. Jason is such an awesome dude. I'm so happy I got to hang out with him. It was a true pleasure getting to meet and talk with him. And just an awesome guy. And I believe he will be, I don't want to speak for him. He said he might show up. Uh, he might be at the Drunk Wrestling History meetup. So not only will you get to have drinks with the Drunk Wrestling History crew, but I believe Jason Wolf will be there as well. Oh, nice. He's going to come and grab drinks with the Drunk Wrestling crew? I believe so. Yeah, he's been kind of chatting with Eddie a little bit, and he and I talked, so uh, hopefully he'll be able to make it out. It'll be a good time. Nice, dude. Well, yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a good time in Vegas, man. I uh, I was watching the uh, IG stories from your wife and uh, the kids, and it looked like you guys were having a great time floating in the pool and uh, just kind of soaking up the Vegas sun, and it just looked like you guys were having a good time. Yeah, it was great. Our hotel had a lazy river, so you just grab a tube and just go float. It was incredible. And uh, we were there for Dance Nationals, so I do want to point out that Peyton got platinum for all of her dances, be it solo or group, and was invited back for the Thursday showcase. So she kicked ass. She had a great competition. Super happy for her. Her work, the hard work that she put in over the course of the year really paid off, and she did amazing. Alana had a great time. Of course, she's six months away from being 21, so she wasn't able to get the full Vegas experience. But she's already making plans to go back in February. So um, it, it was a lot of fun, dude. I can't wait to go back in August. It's going to be a blast. Okay, so she got platinum. I don't know what that means as far as dance. But when bands used to get platinum records, that was good. So I'm yes. going to say that that was good, that Peyton got platinum. She couldn't have gone higher. Oh, all right. Well, great job. Yep, she did amazing. So yeah, great time in Vegas. Absolutely. Uh, but again, just tired this week it's very rare that i can drink a bang and then like seven o'clock at night be completely worn out but that's today (laughs) so the bang it's doing nothing (laughs) the bang it does nothing (laughs) the bang does nothing (laughs) my eyes the goggles do nothing (laughs) exactly for all you simpsons fans out there if anybody would like to get any of our shirts head on over to pro wrestling tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean. Just go back and listen to episode one and do a binge listen all the way up to 285 if you would like. And you can listen to special interviews in, along the way. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. If you'd like to send in any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. So, Scott, you were in Vegas. I don't know if you were purchasing any toys over there, if you saw any toys over there. I saw, but I did not purchase. So, to answer your question about toy spotting, I did look. 
Uh, Jason had actually recommended a few places to me, but I was unable to make those except for the ones at the mall. Uh, Peyton was looking for a store called Tokyo Discount on Jason's recommendation because she's big into anime, and he said that they had a ton of that stuff. So we went on the hunt for a Tokyo Discount while Shannon and uh, Alana were getting chased by ghosts around uh, Zach Baggins' house. So we went on the hunt for a Tokyo Discount. Unfortunately, the mall we went to, they did not have that store anymore, but they did have two toy shops in there. A boatload of Funkos. So you kind of talked about, I think it was on our last recording that Funkos are making like, or maybe it was a conversation you and I have uh, having over the weekend where like Funkos are just still like full blown. There's no slowing down. Dude, both stores we went into, top to bottom Funkos. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> cool shops, but not much to report in the line of uh, wrestling figures. But my toy spotting really consisted of GBM hooking me up with a Stalker and Cobra Trooper retro figure. Oh. Got me both of those, which are available at Walmart right now, but I've been unable to find them. So got both of those from GBM. And finally, thanks to Luis Rivera, the great Senator Porcupine, he hooked me up with a Hogan Ultimate Edition. I knew that was coming. Yes. Unbelievable. I was in Vegas and had no idea that I had one on the way. Luis hit me up. He said, hey, I got a package for you. What's your address? So I gave him my address. And honestly, like with as crazy as that week was, I kind of forgot about it. Went to Vegas and was still on the hunt for the Hogan Ultimate Edition. And I was like, well, while I'm here, I'm going to be hitting up toy shops. If I come across a Hogan UE, I'm going to pick it up. Well, Travis hit us up and he's like, hey, I'm at the, uh, I think it was an Ohio toy show. Was that Toy Ohio or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So Travis was there and he's like, hey, if I find a Hogan, um, what's your budget? Do you want one? And I was like, well, you know, around 40 bucks. And yes, I still need one, please. So Travis found one for 35 and he's like, cost plus shipping. I was like, dude, you are awesome. Thank you so much. I'll get you back when I get back from Vegas. I get back from Vegas. There's a package on the doorstep. Actually, Shannon's sister had been watching Shannon's mom. So it was technically in the house, but came in. There were some boxes waiting for us. Luis's package was there. And I was like, oh yeah, I gave him my address. I opened it up. It's an ultimate edition Hogan. Oh dude, I flipped. To actually hold that figure and see how good it is. I see why you ranked it so highly, dude. It's outstanding. It really is. Now, I have not yet had a chance because my Storm Hogans are still packed up. I haven't finished up my uh, my display room yet. So I haven't had a chance to do the side-by-side yet. But that Mattel Hogan Ultimate Edition is outstanding. So to be able to kind of see it in person for the first time, hold it, stare at it, incredible figure. Luis, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much. Jeff, I understand you are involved too. Thank you. And You're Travis. welcome. Thank you very much. And to Travis, I want to say thank you because you went out of your way to pick one up. And if you didn't at least get your money back when you flipped that Hogan, I'm going to be super pissed at you, dude. Because I told you, let me know and I'll make up the difference. So you better have at least gotten your $35 back. And I'll leave it at that. Don't make me come after you, Travis. I got a text message from Luis and he's all, found the Hogan for Scott. And I was like, sweet, dude. I said, if you need any help. And he goes, well, if you want to. So... Uh, him and I kind of split the difference and yeah, more than happy to do that for you, brother. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And like I said, just to have him in the collection. So that is now my third ultimate edition. Yeah. Third. Cause I have the Bray, the Hogan and I've got the edge. And now that I've seen what that Hogan looks like from the Amazon fan takeover set, I need that one too. Uh, the ultimate edition one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. The listings, I, I had this in the news, but the listings for him and Jeff Hardy actually have gone up on Amazon, but it says currently unavailable. Right. So they haven't hit just yet, but I have a feeling those are going to sell pretty well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. You'll want to stay tuned to Amazon for sure on that one because you don't want to miss out. Uh, this past Sunday, went to uh, LodiCon, which I don't know if you guys remember, but Scott and I went there a couple years ago and met a gentleman we shall not speak of now, I guess. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Can't mention his name, really. Yeah, LodiCon was back again this year. Got there. Dude, there were so many people there. Is You know what? Is it the talent that they've brought in for signings? Is it the no. vendors? Or is it everybody was just dying to get back to a con? Okay, one, it was only five bucks to get in. Oh, dude, we paid more than that when we went a couple years ago. Exactly. So this was only five bucks to get in. Not bad. I got sunburnt waiting out in the line to get in. <laughs> oh, no. You do get crispy really easy. Oh, dude, it doesn't take much, dude. Yeah. Thank goodness you didn't burst into flames. <laughs> All right. Finally get in. It took me a while to get in, unfortunately. I should have just gotten my uh, pre-ordered my tickets. But anyways, finally get in. And I go right to the area where we met the wrestler the first time. And in there was just a bunch of toy vendors. And I'm like, okay, well, he's not here. Meaning, And when I say he, I was going looking for Ted DiBiase's line. I had noticed while I was in that first convention room, I guess you could say, I looked across the way and there was another convention area that had a line sticking out of it. And I was like... Okay, so I went over to it, and sure enough, Ted, that was the line for Ted DiBiase. Okay, a long line, you're saying? Uh, yeah, it was a good line. In fact, I gotta say, Ted's line never died down. Wow, so everybody did have a price, see? <laughs> exactly. So I jumped into line, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking around, and there's a bunch of toy vendors in this convention area. Because remember, it was only one building that this was in last time right it but yes. they just had like this middle open area where you could walk between basically artist alley and then where the talent was because swagger was in there as well along with this guy we probably shouldn't speak of right and so anyways they opened up the different buildings so there was that one that we were in the first time but if you looked across the way there was another building and then behind, there's another building where they put all the artists. So where the artists were last time, where they were all in that one area, yeah, they put them in their own building this time. Oh, so nice. there was three. There was three separate buildings. So one was where all the talent was, basically Ted DiBiase, voice actors, stuff like that. And then there was a toy room, uh, a toy building in the other building. Okay. Did you see a lot of vendors sell on that uh, DiBiase Legends figure? No, I didn't. I saw a lot of people selling the DiBiase Funko. Oh, okay. And there was also another person that was selling a 2K14 print, I believe. Oh, of DiBiase? Of DiBiase, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, did uh, Virgil show up? <laughs> no, Virgil did not show up. Wow. Neither did neither did IRS. Ah, oh, it sucks. So anyways, I jump in the line, and while I'm in there... Do you remember a guy that we met heading to New Orleans for WrestleMania 34? His name was Cody. Totally. Yeah. We saw Cody so, at Stockton Con a couple times. Yeah. And we actually hung out with him at San Jose uh, Toy Con That's as right. Well. Yes. So anyways, I saw Cody and his buddy Landon. And so I was like, hey, what's up, guys? So we were all talking. And I was like, oh, you already met Ted. And they're like, yeah, we already got his stuff signed. Cody pulled out the pillow buddy and <clears throat> Million Dollar Man signed a pillow buddy. That is so cool. And gold Sharpie right across the white part of the tuxedo. Oh. 
Yeah. So it, it actually looked really, really good. Very cool. Now I got to rewind a little bit. <laughs> that morning I woke up and I was like, okay, I got to get ready. And then I got to go. Well, I had forgotten to look for the Ted DiBiase variant Legends figure that I have. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. You don't have your DiBiase Legends figure like near the top of a pile in your room. You've bought so many figures since then. It's gotten buried. Y- yeah. Wow. On this episode of Hoarders. <laughs> so I had the Jax Classic that I was going to get signed. I knew I was. I wanted to get the Jax Classic because I took the Magic Erase to it. Okay. Wiped off the silver Sharpie signature that was already fading. Oh, that's such a ballsy move. It makes me nervous every time you do that. You need to be in line standing in front of them. I'm not going to carry a magic erase to freaking signings, dude. Don't be shy. They're not going to pat you down for a magic eraser. You can take it. It's okay. They won't charge the admission. I'll I'll just erase them. (laughs) (laughs) You give me an attitude, I'll erase you. It's magic. So I was like, oh crap where is it is it in the garage is it in the room luckily i I, first place i hit was the bedroom that has all the uh toys Mm -hmm. i pop open the tote and now i have a huge tote it's like a 193 million million gallon tote and i was searching through it the dibiase isn't there and i'm like oh crap i just have the jacks classic i just may have to go with the jacks classic i go to put the lid back on well, on top of the tote, there are boxes. Oh, dude. And it's boxes of, like, figures that I have excessively purchased that I probably shouldn't have. Well, I guess the DiBiase ended up in one of those at the bottom of the box because <laughs> I just started looking through the boxes. Wow. I was like, oh, because I was like, okay, Steamboat Amazon Takeover, Steamboat Amazon Takeover, Nikolai Volkov Legends, Steamboat Amazon Takeover. Okay, there's the DiBiase. <laughs> wow. Dude. So I luckily so I luckily found the DiBiase. Now, also, what I did is that week, I went on to Amazon and I had searched uh, Posca paint pens because before the pandemic, those Posca paint pens were soaring in price. Okay. Because everybody was go- – well, everybody listens to this show and I preached the hell out of them because they're the greatest paint pen there is. And – Everybody, I guess, went and bought them all on Amazon. And they upped the price. I don't know. <laughs> I'm patting my back on this one. Suck it. <laughs> so, You're a paint pen influencer. Well done. <laughs> thank you. So anyways, um, while I was searching through the Posca paint pens, I saw this little eight pack that they had. And it had purple in it. And it had some other random colors in there. And I was like, wait a second. There's some colors in there that weren't in the color boxes that I had gotten before. I was like, I'll just get this and I can probably find a paint pen in there, right? I'll probably, if anything, I'll use the purple, right? I find the DiBiase Chase variant. I set it down. I opened one of the Ricky Steamboats that I had found, (laughs) opened up the Ricky Steamboat, took the plastic, draped it over the DiBiase and started using the paint pens that I had just purchased. Well, wait, 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 hold on. Rewind. Yes. Yep. Did you say that you opened a Ricky Steamboat figure? Yeah, dude. Considering I had three extras... I was like, what the hell? I was just open one. Wow. Okay. Historic. Dude, that's what happens when you purchase three Steamboat Takeover figures, I guess. When was the last time you opened a figure before that? Anyways, back to the paint pads. (laughs) (laughs) Also, when are we staging your intervention for buying too many figures? Uh, Dude, uh, Celeste has tried that numerous times. (laughs) 
<laughs> while she's talking, I'm on Amazon buying more figures. Anyways, <laughs> I drape the plastic from the takeover steamboat that I just popped open over the Legends variant. So I used the purple and I'm like, oh, okay, the purple looks cool. But it just, I don't know, it just didn't grab me. So I was like, what's this aqua teal looking pen? And so I tried it. I was like, oh my dear Lord, this is beautiful. And so I was like, I'm going with this. So anyways, I go, I get up to Ted DiBiase. Now back to the con. I get up to Ted DiBiase. Now be prepared, everyone. Wrestlers have, from what I'm seeing right now, it looks like the prices have gone up a bit on wrestlers autographs. A bit. Uh, define a bit. Well, so before I've gotten Ted's autograph for 20 to 25 bucks at Starcast. He was charging 40 at Load Icon. Ooh. Okay. Yep. But you have to figure they've missed out on like over a year of payments. And that's where I was going back to. Yeah. Gotcha. And to kind of fast forward a bit, there is a Silicon Valley Con coming up at the end of August. Jake Roberts is going to be there. And I was looking at tickets today for Jake Roberts and he's going to be $40 as well. Oh, I wonder if that's the new standard. I don't know. As of right now, it's, well, it's two for two right now, but we'll see as we get, you know, StarCast and WrestleCons and all that stuff back up and running. We'll see what the prices are. Maybe Virgil will cut us a deal and be like 35. Nope, probably not. No, he's going to be like 50. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's got a mobile game now. He's big deal. He has a mobile game now? Yes, he does. Okay. Anyways, unless the picture that I saw and the description was totally fake, but yeah, it appears that he has like a meat sauce mobile game or something like that now. Hilarious. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) moving on. It's like that subway running game where you're just like running across the screen and he's like hustling people for money, I guess like taking (laughs) twenties out of people's hands. So I get up to Ted or I get up to Ted's handler and she goes, okay, what do you have? And I've got, I was like, I've got two autographs and she goes, okay, that's 80 bucks. I was like, okay, well, damn, almost a bill for two signatures, dude. I know, dude. I mean, we were just talking about zombies prices, but I mean, now money needs to be allotted for autographs because you know us, we love our autographs. So yeah, I, I think you're warranted if you do the hard time speech now. So anyways, I said, is Ted taking paint pens? And she goes, yeah, you can use your paint pen. And I was like, perfect. I got it right here. She slides it over to Ted and she goes, he has his own paint pen. So Ted gets it and professional Ted DiBiase, he tests it on like a little uh, post-it notes stack. Perfect. So he does the test and then he signs it and Ted looks at it and Ted goes, wow, that really pops. Oh. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was all, yeah, it does. It, the, the aqua blue, green, whatever you want to call it. It's going to go back to the dress thing, but... Um, it looks fantastic on both the Jack's classic and the variant head. Did you tell him? So, yes, sir. I'm a professional. <laughs> I am actually a paint pen influencer, sir. <laughs> Jeff too. Not sponsored by any paint pen brand yet. Although I'm open for sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also open to working with you guys to make the perfect paint pen. Uh, that would be amazing. Anyways. So Ted signed both the Jack's classic and the chase variant in that aqua blue slash teal slash green whatever paint pen it is so interesting you got them both signed in the same color dude it looks fantastic i actually was looking that morning too i was looking at the deluxe classic that i have signed by ted as well Uh uh-huh it's signed in silver sharpie but the autograph is holding up okay so i was looking at it i was like you know i really don't need to get that one re-signed good thing because then you would about been out two bills well, it, no, it'd have been one bill and twenty bucks. Yeah, mm, 
That's a lot of money for just one guy's signature, dude. Um, while I was there, I walked around with Cody and Landon the whole time. It was a lot of fun catching up with them. Haven't seen Cody in about a year and a half. So it was really good catching up with him. So him and I text a lot, but it was good just being able to hang out with them, talk with them and stuff like that. They nice. did the one station that had all the wrestling figures. They were charging a lot for the wrestling figures. Really? Now, granted, I haven't looked at this figure on eBay, so I can't really judge it, but Big Cass Elite from, I think that was Elite, it was like in the Elite 50s, I believe. Somebody wanted 25 bucks for it, and I'm like, I don't know if it's going for that much. That's only a shade over what you pay at retail, though. Yeah, that's true, but like, <clears throat> is it is it that high? You know, the, but the one that really got me is the Elite Road Warriors that had the red shoulder pads. Okay. Somebody was asking two twenty for each. Two, oh. Two twenty for Hawk, two twenty for Animal. <laughs> so almost five bills Correct. for two figures. Correct. Damn. Dude. That's steep COVID pricing. There were so many Funkos there, dude. Yeah. I thought Funkos were on the decline. This con proved me wrong. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, oh I saw the same thing in Vegas, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. A lot of Funkos out there. So I was shocked by how many Funkos. I mean, it's just Funko galore and also a lot of Disney pins. There was a lot of pin stations. I was shocked by that as well. Wasn't expecting hmm. that. There were, uh, As I said, they had the artist Alley. There was one artist that had a drawing that he did of Naito. Okay. I, I was like, how much for Naito? And it was actually in a really nice little frame. And it was only like a... Remember the old pictures that we used to get printed over at Presto Prints and... Uh, all those. It was like yeah. one of, it was like one of those sizes. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's like when you'd hang out in front of Presto Prince because they had the machine facing the window. <laughs> yep. And you'd stand there and you'd wait for the naughty pictures to come out. <laughs> Hope he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. So I bought that Naito picture because the guy was like, "Yeah, it's only five bucks," and I was all with the frame, and he goes, "Yeah, it's only five bucks." I was like, "Oh, dude, all day." I'll take 10, sir. <laughs> he had a lot of cool wrestling pictures. He had a cool, really nice sting drawing that I was thinking about getting, but I ended up passing. But I just ended up getting the Naito for five bucks, and that was it. So it was two Ted DiBiase autographs and a Naito picture, and I was out. Nice. How long were you there? I'd say about four hours. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was a good time, dude. It was so good being back at a con and interacting with people and it, it, i don't know it's just i really miss that and i look forward to more of them i'm looking forward to the silicon valley con where jake's gonna be at i'm looking yeah. uh penta is gonna be signing autographs in roseville at the beginning of august i look forward to going to that because i get to see cody again uh, uh stockton con middle of september that's coming yep. up i'm yep. looking forward to that so hopefully more are on the way um i guess this is what i saved up for was to yep. get wrestlers autographs because I really miss getting autographs. And the San Jose Toy Show is going to be beginning of October. So totally looking forward to that too. Oh my God. Budget wise. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, this is what you were saving for. I guess so, man. Anyways, Scott, we've got some news to jump into. What do you say? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, what you got for other news? Quite a bit, actually. And leading off, sweet Jesus, we saw the San Diego Comic-Con G.I. Joe exclusive. And it is Zartan in a deluxe box set. 
the box itself, if you're looking at the face of the package, has drawn on it the body of Zartan. And at the top, it's got a little wheel that you can spin that changes the head on Zartan. You open up the gatefold on the left-hand side where the, the basically the face of the packaging is. On the inside, it's got the Dreadnoughts logo, which looks amazing. It's the Dreadnoughts logo they've been kind of teasing and showing. It's on this one. Zartan himself looks very similar to the, the standard release, but comes with six additional changeable heads, a bunch of accessories like his bow, his quiver, his long gun, his backpack, and it is incredible. I can't say enough good things about this Zartan. If you are a fan of the G.I. Joe Classified series, go out of your way to go check out the pictures, and I guarantee you're going to want to pre-order one. Like, it was cool getting the Zartan in the standard issue, but this one, like, completely kicks it up. My only complaint, only complaint, is that it doesn't come with the skiff. Aside from that, this is literally a perfect action figure. It's incredible. It is beautiful, man. And then also at the front of it, it's got that wheel. Yeah. So if you're like a true mint on card where you're not even opening up the gatefold, you can still kind of have fun with the packaging. Yeah. Oh man, that thing is beautiful. And how much is that going to be? I'm going to guess it's going to be as much as the Snake Eyes Deluxe figure or the Snake Eyes and Timber, which was about $42. BBTS. Here I come. Yeah, for sure. I don't know who's going to get these for sale. I would guess BBTS, but uh, we have to wait and see. But wow. Like I said, if you're a fan of the classified line, go check this guy out. It is beautiful, man. It is. So moving on, Super 7 announced women's national soccer figures are now available to order at fanatics.com. And Series 1 consists of, and each one comes with a soccer ball, Alex Morgan, Julie Ertz, Megan Rapinoe, and Crystal Dunn. More from Super 7. It figures are coming this fall, two of them. You get Pennywise and you get Monster Pennywise. Moving on to more G.I. Joe news, Mezco has announced figure number two in their running line of G.I. Joe figures, and this one is <laughs> taking a page out of uh, Hasbro's book here. Would you like to, to venture any guesses here, Jeff? <laughs> is it Roadblock? It's Roadblock. <laughs> Good guess. Thank you. Hopefully it's not the first of 10 to be released by Mezco out of the next 10 figures. It's a great figure. It really is cool. It does look great though. That's the that's the thing. And what's the price point on it? Uh, these run about $100. And I, I looked on BBTS today, today being Thursday. I did not see it available. I don't know if pre-orders already sold out or if they haven't gone up yet. But I'm passing on this one. I did pre-order the Destro... A while back when they put Destro up for pre-order. But Roadblock, I think, is... I'm not going to try to collect all these. They're they're super expensive, premium. And I don't buy these toys to resell them. But if you are a person... And I said this with the Destro figure. If you are a person that buys them to flip them, you'll want to take a look at this Roadblock. Because Mescos only go up in value once they're retired. And so far, that Destro is completely sold out everywhere. So you can expect when people start to get him in, he's going to go through the roof. As your Jordan figure did, Jeff... Oh, it went up? Yeah, it went way up. In fact, after you had received yours, I think they were in the neighborhood of about $130, $140. So Mezcos do appreciate in value if you are a toy flipper. And last, but certainly not least, Hasbro 
over on Amazon has a set of exclusive Transformers figures based on Jurassic Park. One is the T-Rex. The other is the Ford Explorer Tour SUV. So a pretty cool combo there. You can recreate some of the scenes from Jurassic Park and that rounds out other toy news. All right. You get a Ford Escort GT. <clears throat> a Ford- <laughs> yes. Much yeah. like Big Dave used to drive. A blue <laughs> Ford Escort GT with volume controls on the steering wheel. Oh, that was a uh, high tech back in the day. Oh, dude, as soon as I saw Dave had that, and I'm like, I need a Ford Escort GT. <laughs> Didn't get one. I just thought it was an amazing feature. Back in 91, you know. Right, right. So before we jump into wrestling news, I got two things. One, I, actually, I should have said this in Toy Spy, but I want to thank Michael Grid. He sent over and found a couple of them for me. He found two Zelina Vegas. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, he sent those over to me. And I want to thank Michael Grid for doing that. He thought of us, and I greatly appreciate that. So thank you, Michael. That's and, awesome, dude. And also, next week, we are doing the hashtag Good Brother giveaway. Good Brother Mike is throwing up a Greg the Hammer Valentine variant. Next week, we will have Good Brother Mike on to announce the winner for the Good Brother giveaway. Thank you, GBM. Yep, variant Greg Valentine Elite legends now going on into the news zombie sailor he signed one man gang one man gang will be getting a retro style figure so he is under the deal for zombie sailor moving on to elite 88 lineup was announced kushida trish stratus Ooh, which trish are they gonna go with yeah good question i can't wait to see matt riddle MVP, Rey Mysterio, and Roman Reigns. So that is the lineup for Elite 88. WWE.com showed off Mattel's recent unveilings. Uh, some little notes regarding the basics. Chelsea Green is still going to come out, even despite her release. She is still getting her basic made as well as Braun Strowman is still going to be coming out, despite his uh, recent release as well. Scott's grand prediction for this year in 2021, his ultimate prediction, the one that just blew all of us away and thought he was ridiculous. I'm sensing your sarcasm, but continue. Very, very sarcastic. Dexter Loomis was shown, Scott. See, and when I made that <laughs> prediction... I said, sometimes, Jeff, you need to just throw one of these out. You lead off with a single, right? You're an on-base guy. And that was my single prediction. That was the softball, the easy one. And guess what? Boom, check mark next to that box. That was a hit by pitch in softball, dude. (laughs) Hey, results the same. You end up on first base. Anyways, Dexter Loomis's figure was shown. Jake Atlas' first figure will be in basic 122, and he will have the variant in white. And I also made a note that Otis figures that were shown were already outdated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's Otis with the briefcase from a year ago. And he doesn't have facial hair anymore. And okay, enough that's, about Otis. Well, that's how quickly things change, dude. You know? Yes. That's how yes. quickly it does change. So they did show Elite Legends 12 on WWE.com slash Mattel. They showed off the back of the card and the figures of Elite Legends 12 that we talked about last week. So it was Piper, Nash, Gunn, and JYD. Piper, 
He will be in the black Rowdy Roddy Piper shirt. Not the shirt we were thinking, but not a bad shirt at all that they threw on him. So is that Piper from WrestleMania 8? I don't believe so. It's not. So that would be like Piper after WrestleMania 8, like announcer Piper maybe? Possibly, because wasn't it Piper at WrestleMania 8? He had the black Hot Rod shirt, didn't he? I I don't know. I thought he had that shirt. I'd have to go back and watch 8 again. I haven't watched it in a long time. Gotcha. But when I saw the pictures, it looked like Piper from WrestleMania 8. Uh, kilt, and he will have the blue trunks underneath. Um, I've got to say they changed Piper's head scan or yeah, look. They did. And this may be a hit by pitch. I'm not going to say it was a home run, a single, double, or anything like that, but it's not what we thought Piper's look should be. It was a swinging strike three, catcher dropped the ball, he made it to first base. Yeah. <laughs> Very well done, dude. <laughs> it's a it's a pass for me. I'm, I wanted another Piper kind of to add to the collection, but I'm not a big fan of that sculpt. It could change when I have it in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, production might be different from what we were shown. But that Piper, I believe, is going to be a pass for me. Kevin Nash was also shown. He will have the Black Outsiders t-shirt. So there was the shirt that him and Hall were on. And so that's the shirt that will be coming with the figure. He will have a bandana. I will be getting it because I actually loved that shirt back in high school. So (laughs) I'm going to be getting it. You did. And you know what? Kudos to Mattel for that Nash. That's one of the best Nashes that they've done. I'm, I'm pulling Diesel out of the equation. Just Kevin Nash, that might be the best one they've ever done. Billy Gunn, we've all seen the Billy Gunn. He'll have the DX shirt, helmet with shrubbery. Perfect. Camo pants, white trunks underneath. On card, if you look, has the DX logo in the upper right-hand corner. I thought that was a cool little touch. And rounding out Elite Legends 12 is the great Junkyard Dog. He will come with Harley's crown from WrestleMania 3. Yes, absolutely love that accessory. Silver chain and red tights. The variant will be JYD in the blue. So if you notice, the blue on the JYD was a little bit darker than his yes. tights that he usually wore, wasn't it? Yes, JYD wore a baby blue. Right. The Well, I should say most of the time when I saw Junkyard Dog, it was white, it was red, and it was blue, but it was a baby blue, not that darker blue like they put on the figure. And again... The production run might look different from what we saw. That's what my hope is. But to be perfectly honest, I'm good with getting either of those. The only one I'm purchasing out of all of these is Junkyard Dog because I do want one to open up. And I love that he came with Harley's crown. What a cool touch. That also gives me hope, Jeff, that in one of the upcoming Legends lines, we're getting another Harley. No, they had an excess of crowns and they had to get it in somewhere. (laughs) You stop it right now, sir. I don't want to hear that kind of talk. (laughs) You're banned from the show. You're 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 banned. Get out. You're suspended for two weeks. (laughs) Uh, WWE Elite 87 was also shown. Braun Strowman. As I said, Strowman figures are coming out. An outdated Otis already. Asuka. This was actually a pretty good Asuka. I really like the mask that, that she came with. I wouldn't say pretty good. I would say outstanding. You really liked it, huh? I really liked it. I think that they captured Asuka perfectly here. Candice, that is a must-have figure. It's cool, dude. It is cool. I really like that Candice a lot. Did you notice the boots? Yes. Yeah, that's like a new mold on the boots. And I respect Mattel for doing that. They did that with that Eric Young Elite a few years back. And they're doing it here with Candice. And very well deserved. I love that figure. It's so good. 
Apollo Cruz, he will be with the U.S. title. Santos Escobar. Now, it's funny. I was talking about all the legends that I get all hyped for. I saw the Santos Escobar, and I was like, man, I do want that figure. It's the extra, it's it's the extra head. It looks so good, dude. Anyways, I may be getting three out of this series because rounding out will be Warlord. He will be the Walmart exclusive. That figure is a must, must have. Yeah, that's a no-brainer to add to the collection. I might not get one to hang up on the wall. That one might just be a straight open. But again, all my fears start to compile with like, are they going to release a Barbarian to go with them? Don't do what LJN did. We've already lived through that once. I don't know that I'll be able to live through it again, Jeff. That would be catastrophic for me. It's funny. I was having the same conversation with Cody because he was like, okay, why haven't they put out a Pillman with the Austin? Mm-hmm. And I had to go into Steve Ozer's spiel. Look, they have the contract right now. That contract could be ripped out from them any time. So they need to get figures of the people out right away as quickly as they can because at any moment that contract can be gone yeah but let's hit the gas pedal on getting barbarian signed please because my ocd is already starting to kick in let's actually pump the brakes and mention we're about halfway through the year and we haven't gotten anything on the contract good point and we also have not seen the sdcc reveals yet they may calm all of my fears by showing a sweet looking powers of pain barbarian or If they really want to torture me, show me a singles run barbarian with like the pelts from like his, (laughs) when Bobby Heenan managed him. No, no, don't do that to us. Oh dude. You want to see a 47 year old man throw a temper tantrum? (laughs) Show me that at San Diego Comic-Con and not powers of pain barbarian. (laughs) And uh, also going back, Apollo Cruz will be the variant. He will be in white trunks. Now going over to WWE Motu. Bret Hart with the 360 vision visor, which is awesome. I will be getting that. Andre the Giant. He has a huge Aquaman logo on his chest. <laughs> or or the A could stand for Andre. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe. Oh, that makes way more sense. Yes. Where were you a couple days ago when I was typing up these notes? <laughs> Vegas. Oh. <laughs> Good point. JYD, he will come with a blue spiked chest plate and a dog collar, red dog collar, and Sergeant Slaughter. It's funny, dude. Like, I'm looking at these and I was like, man, I don't need these Motu figures, but like, Brett's a for sure, but I really want the JYD, Andre, and Slaughter. Uh, I'd also like to point out Four Legends. Oh, we talked about that when this uh, came up the other... Actually, that was about two months ago we talked about this. Yep, more Legends guys that they're throwing into this one, which makes sense if it's a it's a throwback crossover, right? So yep. it makes sense to put guys from that era. Um, I, I agree. I, I can't get into them. I, it's cool that you're buying in. I can't. It's just another line I can't invest my money into. But dude, how cool is it? Two things. Andre is taller than the other figures, which he should be. Correct. So there's some scaling involved there. <laughs> and, J- and Big Dave pointed this out on JYD's card. The heroic grabber of cakes. <laughs> I love that. Well done. I love it. That's such a cool touch. So those were the Mattel WWE.com reveals this past week. I'm hoping it's San Diego Comic-Con, man. They say something about that contract extension. I hope so, too. I hope that that is like the news. Nick. And also Barbarian from Powers of Pain. What the hell's Nick Khan waiting for over there? Get on it, dude. Because we all know that he's running the show now. 
Yeah. Get on it, dude. Lock that in. Yeah. Let's get this uh, signed seal delivered. For sure. Unless Hasbro jumps into the mix. What? Anyway. Because, <laughs> no. Because if another toy line takes this over, we're stuck again without getting a Powers of Pain Barbarian. Not okay. I'm not going through this again. I can't. <laughs> I can't, dude. You don't understand. Don't do this to me again. It's literally playing out exactly the same as 89 LJN. <laughs> That's a good point, dude. I didn't even think about that. Yes, they're doing it to me again. Well, minus the back of the card actually showing Barbarian. They haven't done that yet. Like, LJN was just blatant about it. Like, hey, guys, look, if we wanted to, we could give you Barbarian. But guess what, kids? F you. <laughs> oh, you want Demolition Smash? He's right here. <laughs> you can look but, at a pretty picture of him. <laughs> but you know what, you 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old kids? F you. We're not yeah. giving that to you. You don't get Smash or Barbarian. Why don't you go cry to your mommy and daddies about it? Because we're Grand Toys, LJN. So F you. Yeah. And guess what, Mattel? is a 47-year-old man, I will go cry to my mommy and daddy about it. <laughs> Mom, Dad, they did it to me again. <laughs> they did it again. You're not going to believe this. Oh, man. Anyways, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up pretty soon. We're less than a month away, Scott, so... I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. I want that news. Mattel has re-upped. I want Mattel to continue with this line for many, many years to come. I want all of the toy companies out there to continue for many, many years to come with what they've got. We talk a lot about the oversaturation of the wrestling product, and while that is a thing, everybody's got kind of a favorite in the field, right? So... Why would you want that to disappear? Hopefully everybody continues and has great success. But first and foremost, I want Mattel to get that deal done with WWE. Let the line continue for another 10 years. Take us into 2030 with it. Hypothetically, what if Hasbro did get it? Stop it. Stop it. It's not happening. Could you imagine all the lines that Hasbro would have? Transformers, G.I. Joe, Marvel Legends. I don't want it. I, I don't want to start over. That's the big thing for me. It was a big transition when Jax switched to Mattel. That was a big enough transition, right? But you've got to think if Hasbro does take it over, they're going to go same scale. They're going to be exactly the same as the Mattels because that's the running standard in the market with the exception being the McFarlane DC figures. This is all a what if. Totally. You know, but as we're halfway through the year and we haven't heard of any contract extension, you get kind of nervous. You're like, okay, what's going on? The other bad thing about this is if Hasbro were to be the ones to take it over, let's say it's Hasbro. I mean, there's a bunch of toy makers out there and who knows, some small name company could sneak in like Jack's Pacific or something like that. (laughs) How weird would that be? I know. But if Hasbro were to sneak in, they've raised the prices on all their figures just recently. So... Would they do that to the wrestling line as well? Well, of course. It's monkey see, monkey do. Mattel's going to do it as well, if they haven't already. Scott, we do have a nostalgia segment. What do you say we jump into it? Let's do it. Before we jump into WWE Elite 19, I want you guys to go over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com and follow along as we read these names off on WWE Elite 19. Great bunch of guys over there that are putting a great website together. Appreciate them over there at Wrestling Figure Database. Again, follow along as 
Scott reads down the names. Check out the figures on WWE Elite 19. Get it all queued up on your phones or your computer screens and follow along for this. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, WWE Elite 19. Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 19 consisted of Brock Lesnar. And he was in his red and black shorts with the black Brock Lesnar shirt accessory. Think Brock when he came back and was facing Cena right off the bat. That would be this Brock Lesnar. Next up, Daniel Bryan. And he was packaged with a Yes shirt accessory. Dolph Ziggler. He was packaged with a black feathered vest accessory. And a clip-on shirt. Remember how he used to wear a shirt around his waist out the back like a towel? Sure do. They made that as like a clip-on that you could hang off the back. Really cool feature. And that was Dolph Ziggler. Next up, Kane. And he was packaged with a silver welder's mask, I guess is the best way to describe it, Jeff. Accessory. Next up, the great HBK, Shawn Michaels flashback. He was packaged with the European title accessory. So this would have been from his European title run. A silver arm piece accessory. And he was in his black and silver tights with the hearts on them. And last, but certainly not least, the Miss Elizabeth flashback figure. And Miss Elizabeth was dressed up in her white dress from WrestleMania 4. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 19. A pretty good series. Um, Kane, Shawn Michaels, and Miss Elizabeth were the home runs in this series. I thought the Dolph was good, dude. I wasn't a fan of the Dolph. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't. What didn't you like about it? I don't know. It just didn't hit me. It just... I thought that the shirt clip-on accessory was pretty cool. It's a cool accessory, but at the same time, I was just all there for it, I guess you could say. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Daniel Bryan was so plain. It just came with a Yes, Yes, Yes t-shirt. Yeah, that's basically the shirt made it an elite, I guess. But that was kind of a basic. But I had to have it. Of course you did. I purchased it. Out of this series, I got... Kane, Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan, and Miss Elizabeth. Actually, I have a funny story about the Miss Elizabeth. So I was playing softball one day, and Celeste had called me while I was playing softball. And I was playing softball, so I didn't answer my phone. So I called her afterwards, and uh, I go, hey, what's up? She goes, I was, I was over at Target, and um, I was just seeing if you needed any figures, if you wanted me to look for any figures. And I was like, uh, what'd they have? She goes, was there any you're looking for? Because I saw a bunch. And I was like, yeah, there's one I'm looking for. It's Miss Elizabeth. She had a white dress on. And Celeste goes, oh, yeah, they had that. Oh. <laughs> and I said, could you please go down and pick that up? And she goes, yeah, I'm already home, but I'll go back and pick it up. Because she, she wasn't living uh, with me at the time. Yeah, she was still over in San Ramon. Exactly. So she went down and she was, luckily it was still there and she picked it up. It had been a, about an hour or two. And luckily it was still sitting there. So she had picked it up for me. And that was the only time I ever got saw the figure was when she handed it to me. I never saw it on the pegs or anything. I didn't either. Kane was fairly easy to find. Dolph, Daniel Bryan, and Brock were pretty easy to find. Shawn Michaels was a little bit harder as well. Um, you would see him sporadically, but... Out of this series, Miss Elizabeth was the hardest one to find out here. I actually got mine loose at Frankenson's in my only visit there. It's the only thing I bought. Uh, got her loose for 20 bucks. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking, dude? I was um, just to kind of go way off topic here. I was introduced to a new app on my Roku. And the name of the app is, and you'll probably be interested in this, Jeff. It's called Excite. And that's X-I-T-E. 
Ooh, like Excite Bike? Um, spelled differently, but yes. Oh, so okay. X I T E. It's a free app. It does have commercials, but what it does is it acts like MTV back in the day, where it just plays music videos, and you can select your year, your genre, all that kind of good stuff. But I've been using it to kind of recreate Headbangers Ball, ooh, which is the beloved show that we grew up with as kids in the '80s, and it's basically like all of your '80s hairband metal songs, like scorpions and europe and rat and motley crew and kiss and you name them they're on there but the song that came on the other night while i was watching was panama by van halen uh-huh i think before frankensons makes its grand comeback and reopens think frankensons sung to the tune of panama it works they should use it for all of their commercials <laughs> i guarantee there's people singing it in their head right now and it's incredible. How tired are you right now? Oh, I'm tired. But I, I thought of this when I was not tired. I was that's, like, Frank and Sons. That works, dude. It that's works. What, that's one of those things you think of in the shower, just random thoughts when you're like running off four hours sleep and you're just exhausted. <laughs> but you know what the best part is? There's still people right now singing Frank and Sons to the tune of Panama. <laughs> and after the show ends, we'll still be singing Frank and Sons sung to the tune of Panama. You are ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, that's what I try to bring to the show. A little bit of ridiculousness. <laughs> or a lot of ridiculousness. So I did pull the sold listings for these. <laughs> Thank figures. you. For keeping it professional, Jeff. I, I, I'm relying on you. We needed a smooth transition. You're our only hope. So I pulled the sold listings for WWE Elite 19. Brock Lesnar sold listing. Actually, it was today for $50. Daniel Bryan in the Yes shirt. Sold, last sold listing. On May 22nd for $18.68. Man, that's cheaper than what you would have bought it for at Walmart. I know, dude. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. I was, I had to do a double take. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you look at the figure like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I understand. Canes with the silver welder's mask. Great looking figure. Last sold listing on June 19th for $70. Shawn Michaels, European title, silver arm piece, last sold listing, June 27th for $45. That was another shocker because I had seen this figure go as high as 90s, low hundreds. Wow. Yeah, that shocked me. I did not expect that. Dolph Ziggler, last sold listing, mint on card, April 13th for 40 bucks. Still not as low as the Daniel Bryan, though. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going lower than that. Miss Elizabeth in the white dress, last sold listing, May 14th for $23.28. Wait, what? I couldn't believe it either, dude. This I was really shocked by a lot of these figures. I thought the Kane was going to be higher. I thought Sean was going to be higher. Uh, Brock Lesnar's about where I thought he would be. And Daniel Bryan's figure, I thought would be a little bit higher. But I didn't expect Miss Elizabeth to be that low. If you had asked me to predict who was going to be the highest priced figure out of all those, I would have said Miss Elizabeth. Really? I would have said Kane or Shawn Michaels. Okay. That's really shocking. I Just remembering how hard she was to find. That rounds out WWE Elite 19. Scott, we've got the listener to round out the show. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. Scott, first question comes in from the great Christopher Dean. 
He says, hello guys, hope all is well. I recently saw the top 50 WWE slash F tag team list has just concluded. There was a lot of controversy over this. Personally, I wouldn't have put them in at number one. Christopher saw the list and New Day was number one. Top five for sure. But the problem with New Day and the Usos is that they are still wrestling. Their legacies are not done yet. In the case of New Day, they're actually culturally significant with having three African-Americans in a group and holding on to the tag titles for so long and Kofi's win at Mania. But I think they have more roads to travel. Who would you guys put in the top 10 based on their WWE career, but with the provision their team has to be has to have been finished for 10 years? Mine would be the following. Number 10, Eminem. Number 9, World's Greatest Tag Team. Number 8, The Boss and Hug Connection. That's funny. Number 7, The Rockers. 6, The British Bulldogs. 5, Edge and Christian. 4, The Dudley Boys. 3, Hardy Boys. 2, the demolition brett always cracks me up when he would call them that and number one heart foundation have fun with this question i'd love to hear what the other listeners think next week have a happy fourth well what's up christopher always again i know i say it every time you send in a question but always look forward to our conversations i hope you are doing well good question so we have to rank a top 10 based off of their careers but they couldn't have wrestled within as a team within the last 10 years. Right. So number 10, Conquistadors. Okay. Number nine, uh, the Young Stallions. Okay. I think I know where you're going to go with number eight, but let's see. Killer Bees. See, I thought you were going to go Barry O and Steve Lombardi. <laughs> or is that number seven for you? No, they're way higher on my list. Oh, we haven't even got to them. Okay. This no. is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who else? Who else? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Who's another tag team that was good? Techno Team 2000. Oh, how could I? I I'm going to leave the show right now because how could I forget them? Yes. Oh, dude, you know what? We've completely forgotten about something. Who? I was about to name them as a tag team. We, in the intro, got so wrapped up in my Vegas trip, we forgot to mention the passing of Del Wilkes, better known to most people listening to this show as the Patriot, the original Patriot. Yes. So definitely sad news today. Uh, I read that he had passed away of a heart attack. Very, very sad. And really a guy that didn't have a lot of figures, but the ones he did have, because you talk about people that are, or characters in wrestling that are toyetic. He completely was. He had the star spangled tights. He had the star spangled mask. Like that dude was made to be an action figure. So very, very sad news today that he's passed. Um, his best figure, I don't think is yet to be made. Oh, you think there's going to be another one made? I think so. I okay. think so. I hope so. I he, He's made to be an elite, right? Right. You would think he'd be packaged with an American flag and be a kick-ass looking figure, super colorful, red, white, and blue going on. Uh, hopefully he's put out as an elite. Fingers crossed. Because I was going to say Marcus Bagwell and the Patriot would be on your list, but... No, no, that's WCW. Oh, okay. Understood. Yeah, these are only WWE slash F. Oh, right. Christopher did say that. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, anyways, those were just a few of my guys on my list. So, uh, what's some of yours, Scott? Well, number one, Road Warriors. It's always the Road Warriors. Oh, crap. Christopher didn't put him on their list, on his list. We're going to have a conversation about this. 
<laughs> off the air. Off the air. We'll text it. Uh, Road Warriors are number one for me. Okay. All right. Number two. Dudley Boys. They're the most decorated tag team in the history of wrestling, dude. And the fact that they're not number one on my list is only because I love the Road Warriors so much. Okay. Number three. <sighs> That's a hard one, but I'm going to go Demolition. And the reason being is they were three-time tag team champions in a day that they really didn't do repeat tag team champions ever. Right. It was very rare that teams won the tag titles twice. Demolition did it three times. That spoke volumes about what Vince saw in them as a tag team. Now, was he pushing them to compete with the Road Warriors in WCW? You could argue that. But regardless of that, Demolition earns their spot at number three on my list. Uh, Number four, I'm going to go Hart Foundation. Okay. Uh, two-time champions, again, in an era where where a lot of teams didn't repeat as champions, the Hart Foundation did. Uh, in fact, defeated Demolition for their last tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Man, this is where it gets sticky. So, number four, I guess you would have to go New Age Outlaws based on how many times they won the titles. That would be number five. Oh, it was number five. I'm sorry. I can't count. <laughs> Public education, you know. <laughs> I'm very tired. I'm very tired. Uh, I'm going to go New Age Outlaws. And that's that's strictly based off of in an era where there were a lot of tag teams, the Attitude Era, New Age Outlaws were almost always at the top. And they constantly had tag team gold around their waists. Okay, number six. Oof. Uh, number six, I'll go British Bulldogs. They had a relatively short run. Like when you look at how celebrated they are in WWF history, they had, it wasn't a super long run. They came in in what, 85? And right. really by like 89... They were done. 88, 89, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was mostly due to Dynamite Kid's injury, which was one of those freak things that happens, but it does. So I would put the British Bulldogs there. Number seven? Hmm. See, this is where it gets tough. Like your last three. Not going to say the Highlanders. Not going to do it. Not going there, huh? No. Definitely not going Techno Team. What about Deuce and Domino? <laughs> you said deuce <laughs> um how about kane and undertaker okay they haven't been at, well no because that breaks christopher's rules because they teamed up in uh dubai or wherever they had that that overseas card at they were attacked and they're okay so i can't use kane and undertaker man okay edge and christian all right they haven't teamed up in, well, it has been 10 years, over 10 years, right? No, they haven't teamed up because uh, Edge retired in... In 2011. 2011, yeah. Okay, and they didn't team up when he came back. So, okay, so Edge and Christian, where are we at? Number I, eight? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Public education. Again, yes. Oh, man. I'll go Hardy Boys. Okay. And I know a lot of people are screaming because they think that those guys should have been ranked higher, and I won't argue with you. It's subjective everybody has an opinion right okay number nine i keep wanting to dip into the wcw pool but i can't you can't i cannot i shan't strike force (laughs) (laughs) i I hear you (laughs) no you're wrong it's not strike force you laughed way too hard at that (laughs) <laughs> you shocked me with that answer because <laughs> it was like I knew they were going to be on your list, and you suge- uh, suggested them for mine. And no, that that will not happen. Uh, would you go Money Inks? Oh, oh my God, dude, Steiners. 
But uh, you have to redo your list. But did they have a glowing WWF run? Yeah. Really? Okay, what am I missing? They they won the titles what twice? Yeah. They were only there for maybe 2 years? 2 years, won the title twice. Worked for me in that era. <sighs> All right. And they're facing I... t- they're facing Money Inc. They're facing the Nasty Boys. They're facing who else was there at that time that the Steiners took on? The Head Shrinkers. Beverly Brothers. The Beverly Brothers, yeah. All right, fine. I'll put the Steiners in. And then, man, I know there's a team I'm forgetting. Like in the 2000s, there has to be a team. Oh, Chris Masters and Carlito. There you go. I'm actually shocked you said Chris Masters' name. No, I'm just kidding. I'm absolutely not picking Chris Masters and Carlito. (laughs) Absolutely not. You know me better than that. Come on. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Shoot. Uh, man, Christopher had a good one with world's greatest tag team. They were really good, but I'm going to go Eddie and Ray. Uh, they weren't, wait, they were tag team champions. Okay. I, I, all right. I see where you're going with that. They had a great match at 21 against each other as the tag team champions. That's a good point. Are you just throwing them in just to throw it in? No, I thought they were really good because then they went on to have a great feud together and they were able to do that because they were a tag team at one point and they had a lot of history. I think World's Greatest Tag Team, I would put them above Eddie and Ray. Really? Yeah. World's Greatest over Eddie and Ray? Dude, World's Greatest Tag Team is awesome, dude. I love no, them. No, I don't dispute that at all. They were outstanding. Uh, Okay, World's Greatest Tag Team then. There you go. All right. Uh, since that went on too long, I'm not going to give mine. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> You did give your opinion, though. You had the Steiners on your list and Strike Force. Uh, dude, I'll stick with my Conquistadors, my Killer Bees. <laughs> My powers of pain. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Moving have, on to the next listener question. I just had to throw that dig in. Because <laughs> you're going to go crying to mom. <laughs> yeah, and I guarantee what's going to happen, Christopher, is I'm going to be thinking about this question over the next three days. And I'm going to hit Jeff up on Saturday or Sunday and be like, dude, how did I forget X? Watch. Happens every time. And you should actually message Christopher about it. Say, I forgot this tag team. He's not on my list. Yeah, good point. Good point. I'll reshuffle it. I'll send him a a legit top 10 off air. Right, right. All right, Scott. Uh, Thank you, Christopher. We love your question. Those are actually always fun, those lists. Um, Definitely. As as Scott says, they're always subjective. New Day, I can't argue being number one on anyone's list. I mean, look what they've done. Same with the Usos. Yeah, but you've got to figure too with the Usos and the New Day being ranked as high, New Day specifically at number one, as high as they are on that list and their careers aren't even done yet. If you don't have them in your top five by the time those guys are done, it's subjective, but you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong. Those guys, in addition to feuding with each other, the longevity of those two teams. And yep. yes, New Day is able to kind of not necessarily break up, but go on singles runs and win gold. Like Christopher's right. Like Big E's got more story to tell. Kofi absolutely could have more story to tell. Xavier's always along for the ride. Um, a fun dude to watch. But thinking of everything they've done since their inception in what, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. They've done nothing but win and win regularly and win lots of gold. So, man, to have them at number one, that's a ballsy, ballsy move by WWE. 
But even based on where New Day is right now, I don't think I could argue with it. By the way, I really couldn't. By the way, one other tag team that should have been thrown in with Christopher's rules of uh, within the past ten years, Brainbusters. Yeah, but dude, honestly, like they had a great WWF run. Yep. But to me, they were more of a WCW team. Okay. Just my opinion. But they did win gold at the height of the golden age of tag team wrestling. Exactly. So maybe, you know what? Okay, I'm revising my list. Greatest tag team, out, Brainbusters in at the last spot. All right. It's official. Thank you, Christopher, for that question. That was a lot of fun. Scott, next question comes in from, well, you're going to be hearing this voice next week, Good Brother Mike. Let's see what Good Brother Mike's got to say. Hey, what's going on, guys? Good Brother Mike here, chiming in with a listener question this week. Uh, I was on Twitter a couple weeks ago and seen a post from the message boards. Someone had asked Steve Ozer, what Elite Series are we going to see new packaging? Uh, Steve replied with, the new packaging will debut with Elite Series 89. So I'm just wondering what style packaging you guys are hoping to see or what you think we'll get. Uh, I believe the last time we got a packaging change was Elite Series 72. So that'd be about 17 series ago. So assuming uh, this new packaging will carry on through Elite Series 100, um, I'd like to see them go back to the style they started with with Series 1. I think that'd be a pretty cool throwback from Mattel. Uh, Let me know what you guys think. I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Thank you, GBM, for the question, and thank you again for the upcoming giveaway of that variant Greg the Hammer Valentine Legends figure. Um, You know what? I've often said how much I enjoy that Rob Schamberger few series that they did, Mm -hmm. and I would love to see them go back to that and then change it up at Series 100 and go in the direction that GBM suggested of going all the way back to Series 1 as like throwback packaging and have that go on for 5 to 10 series. But I would love to see Schamberger's art featured again from 89 to 99. I think that would be awesome. The dude deserves it. He's he's an amazing artist. And if they did that again, I think that would add a lot to it. My concern is I don't want the packaging to be so large that it disrupts my walls. <laughs> and my my perfect alignment of figures. Like, don't make it taller. Don't make it that much wider. Like, wider is okay. I can deal with that. It's when the sizing changes top to bottom. That's when it throws things off. So if they can keep it the same width, I'm okay with it. Long as a soda can, wide as a tuna can, right? <laughs> I was trying not to make it dirty, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, whoops, my bad. That never works. Listeners, listeners. My bad. <laughs> I'm I'm actually hoping they man, I don't know. I I like the uh the white and the red it pops the Yes, very the, much so. It's it's in a square. It doesn't have that slanted side like um god, what was it? Like elites. They did a lot of Hall of Fame ones that had the slant to it, which was cool, yeah. but at the same time, I, if they didn't do it again, that would be okay. Right. Well, uh, speaking of a color, though, like I didn't really address a color. I'm not overly picky with it. Whether yeah. it's a white packaging or a black or a blue, I'm not. I'm not picky on it. Just again, with. I do like the very first few elites, and going back and looking at these uh, as we're doing the nostalgia segment, the black and the red packaging. I actually love that because it had. Now it's funny. I just talked about the the slant to the 
packaging of these figures. That was like Elite, what was it, 42, 43 in that era. I love the slant, how it came down and out on the original packaging. It was a little long, but at the same time, it looked cool. I thought the original packaging was great. Okay, so you want to see him go back to that, but would you want to see him do it for like Series 100? Because I love when they did that with the basics. They were kind of, they did like the throwback figures for Series 100. I would li- I totally agree with GBM. I would like to see them do that with their packaging. Thank you, GBM, for your question. And again, GBM giveaway will be on next week, and he will be on to announce the winner. Thank you again, GBM, for the question. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. First thing I want to do is go back to two weeks ago before I get into my question, and I want to talk about Zombie Sailor's Heels and Faces line. I'm someone who loves Hasbro's and loves the retro line. I don't necessarily have all of either of them, but there's something I, I truly enjoy, and it's mostly based on nostalgia. The thing that I love about it, though, is all the different kind of figures that are going to come out of this line. And the number one figure I'm looking forward to is Danhausen. And as soon as that gets released and I'm allowed to pre-order it, whatever it is, no questions asked, I'm doing it. And I honestly can't wait for another Danhausen figure outside of the micro brawler to be on my wall. I do feel bad for people that are completionist. And are going to want to get them all, but I'm going to be somebody that picks and chooses. Maybe two in the first series, probably pick up a Dan How- the Danhausen one, like I said. Probably going to pick up that Todd Pettengill too, and stuff like that. And I know it's a higher price point than usual, but I think it's worth it. Getting into my question this week, you know, there's been a lot of issues with pre-ordering and all that kind of stuff right now. And it seems like when we do the online ordering, whether it be Walmart, Target, or Amazon, there seems to be some issues. I want to know, of all of these, what has been your worst experience with ordering online? For me, I got one fairly recent. Let's get into this. As you guys know, and most of the listeners do know, and if you're new, maybe you don't know, but I am a huge Johnny Gargano fan, someone that I watch on the independent scene. So when figures started to get released of him, I knew I had to buy them. So we get this fan takeover line and it's going to be an Amazon exclusive. Okay, that's fine. That means I know I don't have to hunt for them because his first two I did have to hunt for. Finding them were really worth it. But hey, ordering online isn't that hard, right? I mean, that's what I did with the third one, Johnny's, you know, Venom look, ordered it from ringside. Hey, got it real quick. Loved it. And of course, there was issues straight out the gate. They hit Amazon and the post didn't necessarily match the pictures that they showed. My first order, I ordered the picture that was Johnny Gargano. But I re- realized later after I ordered it, and we're talking like an hour or so later, that it was actually Randy Orton. Quickly, I canceled it. I looked at the rest of the line, saw the screw-ups between the description and the pictures, and I picked up a Christian and a Johnny Gargano. Now, on the Johnny Gargano post, it showed the Christian picture, and with the Christian post, it showed it with Randy Orton. I was hoping 
everything was going to be all right. And well, it wasn't. Of course, there was the delays to begin with, which is something we are so used to recently with ordering figures online. And then I get a notification that my Johnny Gargano has shipped. Not the Christian, but just the Johnny Gargano. I'm excited. I'm happy. And at the same time, I'm hearing friends of mine are getting theirs too. But the pictures that I'm seeing online is crush boxes. Not putting the figure in a box. They throw it in a mailer. And obviously ruining the package. Shows up on my front door. It's a box. It's good condition. It's not squished. I open it up and it is Christian. I immediately go to Amazon, try to cancel the other Christian, which they were probably going to send me Randy Orton. Can't do it. I have to talk to somebody at Amazon. They look into it. They figure it out and they cancel it. Give me the link for the fixed listings with the Johnny Gargano post with the Johnny Gargano figure in the picture. I think everything's awesome. Meanwhile, I have friends who are reordering it too because theirs got damaged. And when their replacements get sent again, damaged. Well, I'm so a little scared. They could send it in a box. It could get screwed up. I don't know. Again, I get the notification. My Johnny Gargano has shipped. A few days later, it's been delivered. My fiance gets home before I do. And we happen to be talking on the phone. And she mentioned I got a package. Knowing that she has eyes on it, I ask a question. Is it in a box? She goes, no. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, well, what is it? She, she tried to describe it, but it was a bubble mailer. And at this point, the picture of the Amazon delivery hadn't loaded. So I couldn't see it. I tell her, open it. I want to know how bad it is. Let me know. She opens up the bubble mailer and they sent me mechanical pencils. Are you kidding me? So we get all these canceled orders from Target and Walmart, and I get mechanical pencils from Amazon. I have since processed a return, and I'm going to take it back in person this weekend, hopefully before this episode gets released. Instead of giving Amazon a third try, because, well, right now, on top of me having my patience run thin with them, there's the fact that it's not in stock right now, or at least wasn't. Luckily, I found somebody selling one on Facebook in a group. I bought it. It got sent to me within two days. Perfectly bubble wrapped. There were some damages, but I knew that before I got it and before I paid for it. It's not in the best condition, but it's not the worst. So that is my worst story on dealing with these online pre-sales. What is your worst experience with these online pre-sales or buying figures through a big retailer online? Sorry, this went a little longer than normal. That will do it for me. Have your Jeff's spader neutered, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Uh, Justin, thank you for reminding me. I do need to get spader neutered, so thank you, man. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I've been meaning to do that. Thanks, man. <laughs> Actually, I forgot about that. Actually, I forgot that I even had health insurance, so I was like, uh. anyways. Uh, mechanical pencils wins. I can't top that. Talk I, about an epic shitting of the bed. Well done, Amazon. Well done. Well, if you turn the mechanical pencils into a certain light and then contort it, 
it looks like Johnny Gargano. <laughs> that is just stupid on so many levels. How do you even explain that? That's not even close, dude. Not even close. Oh my god, man. But like he said, you have to talk to somebody at Amazon and that's like trying to pull teeth. Exactly. Exactly. No, I think that one might take the cake. Scott and I have had difficulties during the pre-orders, but nothing like that, man. We're something different, like mechanical pencils and wrestling figures. It's not even the same. Like, there's no similarities. <laughs> I don't understand right. that. Right. I mean, I, you mentioned as well that uh, we've had some difficulties with pre-orders, not just in getting the pre-order processed, but in getting the company to actually follow through with the pre-order, turn that into an order, and turn that into a package on your doorstep. Entertainment Earth, I had the Bray and Hogan both end up canceling after I had turned them down repeatedly from offers from people. Said, no, nah, I'm on pre-order. I'm good. Well, I wasn't good. And ended up getting screwed over. Luckily, Luis Rivera bailed me out. Tim bailed me out on the Bray. Um, Another example, Deep Discount screwed me over on British Bulldog. Luckily, Jeff, you helped me out with that one. Yep. And finally, Walmart, with one of the G.I. Joe retro vehicles, screwed me over on a pre-order. And luckily, GBM was able to help me out with that one. So this pre-order game is real tricky. To us, as the average consumer, it doesn't sound difficult. Right? But apparently it's way more difficult than we think it is. Apparently Amazon's just having a rough go with this whole pre-order thing, the takeover thing. Do you remember with the whole Ricky Steamboat fiasco at the beginning? Yes. It resolved itself. I mean, I had three. It, it did, yes. But again, you're, and this is what worries me about the fan takeover Ultimate Edition, Hogan and Jeff Hardy. Are they going to screw the pooch on that one too? Like you go to order Hogan, you end up getting Jeff Hardy. Are you kidding me? Like, get it together, guys. So it's funny, actually, Justin brought this up. I should have actually mentioned this in the news. So Bill and Steve both Instagrammed this out. It's a promotional poster. It says, let's create what's next. We are building a whole new destination for toy collectors and fans. So this is from Mattel. It's from Mattel Creations, which hasn't really been the best of sights for wrestling fans. We had the Mr. T and then that was it, I think. Yeah, it was like a weird start-stop. Yeah, exactly. So... This is from, they also tagged Mattel and Mattel Creations. We are building a whole new destination for toy collectors and fans. We've been hard at work developing new projects and ways to expand our collector community. And we are thrilled to reveal the new MattelCreations.com. Our premier collaborations platform has been redesigned and expanded to include collectible offerings from our most beloved brands, Barbie, Hot Wheels, and more of our exclusive artist collaborations will now be available at one amazing destination. We'll also be announcing a new ultra collectible product offerings from Masters of the Universe, Matchbox, WWE, and more. Starting next month, watch out for several exciting changes, including more collaborations, collectibles, and content, unmatched access to our most popular brands and products, and an even bigger community of collectors just like you. So that's going to be coming out okay. next month. Uh, well, that was posted in June, so we are officially in next month. I'm going to guess that the first WWE offering from them is going to be the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, just like Mr. T last year. Oh, it could be. Very good call. Yeah, that that would be my guess. Um, rumors? I'm hearing them on the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Okay. Hearing rumors. All been hearing rumors for a while now. 
Hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to tip my hand too much. Because, again, it's all rumor and speculation at this point. Um, what I can say is I'm fairly certain it's not gobbledygooker. So we are getting the Conquistadors 2-pack. All right. Perfect. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> Young Stallions, here we come. <laughs> oh, man. Are we just going through your top 10 tag teams again? Basically. <laughs> Justin, I'm so sorry to hear about that. I know I know how big of a Gargano fan you are. I'm glad you got him, though. I'm glad that you found him on a Facebook group and you were able to get him. So, Justin, thank you again for reminding me that I need to be spayed or neutered. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. This week I wanted to give you guys and the listeners my personal wrestling figure financial tips. Tip number one. This one is more so for loose collectors. Don't be afraid to search Twitter or your local small business for loose figures. I've had a good amount of luck finding good loose figures for my wrestling figure fed. At Flea Markets, a collectible shop that would sell loose figures for 10 bucks. And on Twitter, I found someone who was selling a loose EC3 and Bobby Lashley Elite for a fair price. Tip number two. Don't get too overwhelmed by all the wrestling figure selections out there. There's a lot of wrestling figure lines out there now, but don't let that get to you too much. If you are feeling overwhelmed, tell yourself, who do I really want to collect? Who do I really want to add to the collection? Focus 90 to 95% of your figure budget on that figure and then go down the list. Tip number three, don't be afraid to ask around. Jeff and Scott have mentioned this before, but I want to echo it because I feel it is important. I've seen plenty of stories where someone asked around in the fig life for a certain figure and either got it by someone doing the hunting or was able to snag one because someone was selling one at a decent price. Also, if you know any friends who are hunting for figures loose or mint on card and you see someone selling figures on your timeline, let them know about it. Hope you guys enjoyed those tips and I hope this helps out those in the fig life community. Josh Thompson. Yeah, excellent tips. Um, like Scott and I have said, we've really cut our figures down to basically legends as far as Mattel line. I'm getting to a point now where in the AEW line, I'm able to pick and choose which ones I want. Right. So like for the first few series, I was like, oh, I've got to have them all. You know, is that Rush brand new line and need to have them all, blah, 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 blah. But then now I'm starting to get to the point. I'm like, okay, I don't need another Cody Rhodes. I don't need another Kenny Omega I'll see what the young bucks are wearing, but I don't know if I need them. Right. Right. Now, are you going to get that? Um, I, I want to call it elite scale, but I don't know if that's the word they're using, but that new AEW ring that comes with Aubrey Edwards. Uh, I want to, but I'm going to pass. Okay. And is it price point. It is price point. And also, yeah, I'm going to get a ring and I'm going to just throw it out in the garage, honestly, because I, I have, gotcha. I have no room for it. Okay. So you wouldn't build it or anything. No, no, not at all. I so, understand. Okay. Because there's no room for it, honestly. I, okay. I just I don't you. have the space for it. Unless I move out of California and into a bigger place, man, it ain't happening. <laughs> you need like three rooms just for your figures. Seriously, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the garage. Yeah, exactly. Is there an attic? Is there an attic? I can... Anyways. <laughs> Maybe a humongous basement. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the thing that the Silence of the Lamb guy was kept in? What was that? Uh, I think that would have been a hole in the ground. Oh, yeah. I need one of those. Along with a basket that you could put the lotion in. 
<laughs> put the lotion on the skin. <laughs> so no, I'm not going to get that. And those are great tips by Josh Thompson. Definitely ask around the fig life. See if anybody, you know, there are times you'll see people taking pictures that says here for 10 minutes. You know, and you're like, oh, crap, have you left yet? You know. Yeah, well, shoot, that was four years ago or four hours ago. <laughs> right. But a lot of people will do that and they'll help you out with uh, finding figures. I know there's a couple of people on Twitter that are just like, you know, I get all excited about seeing elite figures and I just know that I'm not going to find them in my area. Well, keep your eye out on Twitter. You'll see people do cost plus shipping. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't get too discouraged. Yeah. Don't get too discouraged. You can always just kind of try to follow online as best as you can check Facebook groups, like Josh Thompson said, check, um, Twitter, check Instagram. There's a lot of outlets that you can hopefully find it as discouraging. It is that you can't find figures on the pegs out here. Josh Thompson, great job on those tips. Uh, and also a uh, good job on mentioning that there's a lot of figures that you just got to figure out like, okay, I'm going to collect these and just put money aside for it. Yeah, and really, that's how it comes down to for me as well. It's it's always names. Always names. And it doesn't matter whose line it is. It's always it comes down to names. And it's usually Ultimate Warrior, Hogan, Macho Man, Road Warriors. And then, of course, there's your fringe players like Junkyard Dog, Roddy Piper. You know, that 80s era, like, that's my jam. So you release those names and the figures good, you're coming home. And the conquistadors. And the conquistadors, thank you. You know what, though? <laughs> I would be all about a Killer B set. We could use another one. I agree. We haven't had many. We had LJN. We had Jack's Classic. Come on, Mattel. If we have the rights to the name. Hold on, hold on. If we have the rights to make them, we will definitely get them out as soon as possible. <laughs> Is that official verbatim from Steve? Hold on. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so official. Thank you for including the page turning, too. It really made it sound like you were leafing through a document there. <laughs> it was only like two pages. <laughs> You made it sound like 168. So well done, dude. Ah, thank you. And that rounds out the show. And we want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can check out the carded and loose prices of Hasbro's, LJN's, Galoob's, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, Retros, and I don't think there's any other. I think it's just those. But we want you guys to check out the prices, carded and loose, on those said figures. But again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. And of course, we want you to check out our buddies Breaker and Bane. They talk wrestling figures. They talk toys. They talk movies. They talk comics. They cover a wide range of topics, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. So again, check out Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? And check out our buddies Doing the Favor over at doingthefavor.com. You can check out their shows as well as finding the SKUs and the UPCs for figures and links up to BrickSeek and PopFinder. So again, doingthefavor.com. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Steve, he's a dick. And Eric. No, he's not. You stop it. He called me a dick. I'm going to call him a dick. That's okay. That's okay. Don't talk bad about Steve. Shake my fist at him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't talk bad about him. He has he has a fun show and he's a great guy. So 
but we want you to check out their show, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Our three buddies, Sheena, Seth, and Marco over to Chick Foley Show. And don't forget their fun Facebook group over there. So check that out as well. Wrestling cheers with Justin Summers. Justin, I'm sorry that you got those mechanical pencils. Hopefully you put those to good use. <laughs> yeah, as in put back in the envelope and sent back to Amazon. I want a GIF or a... Um, I want a video of him just clicking the mechanical pencil, just like this. Looking angrily into the camera. <laughs> At a Johnny Gargano figure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we want you to check out his show, Wrestling Cheers. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Marty and Rucker do boot to the face. Tim has a fun show with pulling up the chair. He had Hasbook on last show and great job. That was a lot of fun. Great job, you guys. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, what you got? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday dealt all with Hulk Hogan's lies. There were a lot of them floating around out there. We covered a good chunk of them. Oh my goodness, did I laugh at certain ones. It's a fun show. Check it out. Um, We also just released King of the Ring 96, which was basically one huge toast to the one and only Stone Cold Steve Austin. It might be the best episode we've done, and I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but it went about an hour and a half. A lot of laughs. Great toasts to Stone Cold. Eddie and I drank the Broken Skull beer. He drank three. I was only able to get through two because I'm not a heavyweight drinker like he is, and I wasn't going to try to keep up and throw up on the episode. But fun fact, Eddie peed into a bag twice, and after the episode, he managed to put that bag in camera shot to both Adam and I to show him to, to show us that he peed in the bag and accidentally squeezed the bag a little bit and got pee <laughs> all over his microphone and mixer. <laughs> so there's your fun fact about Eddie because we're drunk wrestling history or we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, that was a fun episode to listen to is a uh, good job by you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, we want you guys to check out the great Marty DeRosa and the great Sarah Joy Shockey over at Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out this week to the amazing, super talented, the incredible Jason Wolf. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out and meeting him in Vegas, talking for three hours, breaking bread, sharing beers. Shannon and Jason did a shot of some excellent Irish whiskey. Had a great time with Jason. Thank you, dude, for showing up and hanging out. I had a blast. Can't wait to see you in August. But in the meantime, if you need artwork or if you are into custom Hasbro figures, look no further than DoyleDraws.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E Draws.com. You can get in touch with the man himself. You can follow his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. Follow that because he will clue you into when his next customs will be available and who those customs will be at The Art of Jason Wolf. Or get in touch with him at DoyleDraws.com. Get yourself a commission. Check out his cool artwork. And Jeff, aside from that, I just want to thank the listeners again for their continued support, their continued downloads, all of the listens. We aren't here at episode 285 without you guys. So from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of Jeff's heart, thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. Don't you speak for me. I always speak for you. Don't you speak for me. 
I'm like always telling people, yeah, Jeff was talking hella shit about you. Like, you're not going <laughs> to believe the things he said. I want to thank every. I'm just joking. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 285. Hashtag Fig Life Adios. <laughs> Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.